hello. Welcome to Healthy Perspectives, a podcast that takes on current cultural and social issues through a clinical lens. All right, all right. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. I know there's been a fairly lengthy gap between now and the previous podcast, but I wanted to get back after it. It's going to have to be a quick hitter today. Uh, returning from some time away from the office where I, I see clients on a daily basis uh, means that I'm swamped. So, I mean, that's a good thing because you know, people are getting help. It's a challenge because it means I've got to neglect something a little bit. Uh, and that's going to be the podcast, unfortunately, because I don't do this to make a ton of money. Um, I do this to just help out. And so should the day come that I can make a bunch more money with this, that might change. But as of right now, that's just not the case. So I wanted to give you today really quick hitting tale of two trips. I don't necessarily come in here and talk a lot about me and what I've got going in my world and stuff like that. But today you're going to get, for those of you who, who are interested, who are, are curious about me and my life, you're going to get a little treat here. Um, for those of you who aren't, well, frankly, it's probably going to be one of the more boring podcasts that you're going to see uh, or listen to. I had quite a privilege to go on a trip, uh, a beautiful trip uh, in the middle of the winter, because February for us in 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 northern Idaho, it's, it's absolutely winter time. And we went someplace warm, just toasty, roasty warm. Well, it was for us anyway. For the locals there, it didn't seem too warm, but for us, it was. Uh, and we we went on a cruise. The first time I've ever been on a cruise in my life. We headed south, you know, out in the ocean. Things are good, sunny days. Uh, you know, swimming in a pool on a ship. I mean, there was a lot of really interesting. Uh, for me, I'm super tactile. Uh, I love sensations uh, of, of, of experiencing new things. And so it was really a lot for me, uh, but it was wonderful. Uh, we we port like, day three or whatever in Puerto Vallarta. And we had this excursion planned. So I'm going to tell you about that excursion, but I'm, before I do, I want to tell you something that happened on the ship fascinating, fascinating experience for a social science guy like me. Number one, if a ship is representative of what our culture is like, oftentimes, we are sicker than I might even know. I mean, I know that there's unlimited bars like on ships for those who get the drink package, but the amount of consumption was unbelievable. Absolutely incredibly unbelievable. Um, I looked around the ship and I would say maybe, maybe 10% of the population actually gave a crud about their bodies. 10%. Now that's probably, I don't know. I don't know if that's normal on a ship. I've only been on one cruise, but wow. Like I went to the gym every day and this isn't the bragging piece. This is just a reality piece. So I go to the gym and I'm like, oh my gosh, with you know, a couple thousand, 3,000 people, whatever it was, this place is going to be packed because it's a small little space. 
And so I'm walking up there going, okay, get your mind ready. There's probably not going to be a machine. I get in there and there's, there's options on every thing that's there. Every, everything. The only thing that got a little bit crowded in there was the, the, the dumbbells, the free weights outside of that, like fair game. You could do anything you wanted in the gym, pretty much anytime. So that was super fascinating. And so there, you know, I was looking around and I'm noticing there's a lot of people here that are significantly overweight. Now that's not necessarily a problem for me. Like I, I'm not, I'm not saying that to judge them. I'm simply saying it because it was the reality. And I'm going to contrast that with something that I'm, I'm going to tell you about here in a minute. So we're cruising along and, you know, taking in the, 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 just the, the, the uniqueness for us, at least of this experience wonderful experience there was food i i could i could have eaten like i i thought before i went on this trip to be honest that i was a little on the gluttonous side i realized i'm actually doing much better than i i i used to when it comes to saying no like i said no to myself way more than i thought i was going to i thought i was going to eat my way through the ocean um but uh, I, I did eat a lot, um, more than I typically would, but not some grotesque amount. But again, I saw people eating an abundance of abundance of abundance, like so much food. And the biggest disappointment I, that I came with walking away from there was the waste. So, you know, the food, the food packages, unless you get the expensive dining package, the food experience is all you can eat. And so people would take so much and walking through the ship on the way out of the, the dining areas. It was amazing to me how many tables were empty of people and full of food. Uh, just incredible. The amount of waste. And again, I thought to myself, is this a normal American experience? Because it was an American uh, origination where we started was in America. And then we, we went to Puerto Vallarta, which is in Mexico. And so all of this is setting the tone. We get to Puerto Vallarta. And we, my wife had planned this excursion into a mountain town. She wanted to see what Puerto Vallarta is more typically like. Like you get outside of the city center, what are the people like? What is the experience like? You know, and 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 frankly, I gotta say, I had a phenomenal experience. We hit this little town just sort of northeast of Puerto Vallarta, out past the jail. There's a couple of like actually, I can't even call it a town. I'm not allowed to call it a town. It's not a town yet. It's a community. And we had a guide. So we had somebody who was taking us through. And several times the, the guide stopped and talked to people as we were going. Just just people that that he knew, which was really cool because in this little town, he just knew a lot of the, the, the people who lived there um, and whatnot. So we get out and we start our hike. And the first probably 45 minutes to hour of this hike is literally hiking through the town. He was showing us the town. That's almost a town. It's not really a town. It's a community. And the, the, the reason it's not a town is because apparently in, a, in Mexico, 
in order to be called a town, to be classified as a town, you have to have two things. You have to have a school for the children and you have to have a church. And this town or this community had a school, but they, their church was under construction. It was being built. We actually got to see the church, which was really neat. Um, it's nearly done. So in the next couple of months, this will probably be classified as a town. But he's telling us all about this town and the people that live there and the, the people that buy homes there, uh, which is not too many. There was one home that he identified that this is somebody who doesn't actually live here full time. Uh, it was notably different than all of the others. And so this was not a wealthy town. Uh, we walk through the town. He's telling us about how their school works and all this stuff. The town has electricity from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Let me ask you something. What would you do if you knew you only had electricity from 7 to 7? Now, in a small town like I live in, where it's really, really cold, everybody would have a fireplace. We would have to or we would die. But down there, it's warmer. So they don't have to have a fireplace, but most of them still did. Uh, come to find out, it's because that's often how they prepared their food still. Uh, we saw their meat market, and it had about 10 pieces of meat. 10 for the entire town. 10. Which means everybody else who wants meat, they can't get it, their little meat market. They got to go into town, pick it up, and come back. They, they, they head to the big city or to a nearby town, which is much larger than this town. Um, it's just different. I, I saw a kid riding to school on a horse. What would happen if you showed up to school in America on a horse? But this was, this was actually probably, I, I, based on what I was told, this is, this is a kid who could afford a horse. This big time. Because if you can afford a horse, like you, you have to feed the horse. You have to have a spot for the horse. Not very much, I learned, because they, they, the horses there don't necessarily graze uh, like they do, you know, out here in the in, in the Western United States. But you still got to take care of that horse. You got to make sure its its feet are taken care of, that it's, you know, it's getting the proper amount of exercise, all that kind of stuff. So this probably wasn't a poor kid. This was probably one of the, you know, the, the more well-off kids, potentially. I saw more broke down cars. But one of the really cool things that I saw, it just, it was really fascinating to me. How many people I saw in the midst of all of this, you know, these homes that are barely holding up these, you know, oftentimes they look like shacks more than homes. I saw people sweeping around their home. Now there might be reasons like maybe there's a certain bugs that stay away if they sweep and stuff like that. But it also looked like pride in their living environment. And so as a mental health person, I'm thinking if I lived like that, would I take pride in where I, where I dwell, where I live my home, even if it's super tiny, if it's super run down. I hope that I would. 
But I also see how easy it would be to just be like, eh, screw it. But I contrast that with the experience that I had. Though there, by the way, there was one water source. Uh, their their school was done by a you know internet. And so they didn't have any teachers. They just had they had somebody who watched the kids and maybe tried to help them learn when they could. But it it was totally different. And I contrast that with what I saw on the ship. The reason that I'm telling you this is because I know I've told you this in other podcasts, but we here in America, we take for granted so many things. So many things. Running water, they have one water source for clean water. One. And it's bottled and it's brought to them. And then they have to pay a delivery fee. It's it's reasonable. They they're they're not gouging them from for you know to get them water, but it's different, folks. It's super different. In most of the world, it's different. The idea of running water that you can drink. Who? It's a fascinating concept to the people where I visited. What are you taking for granted today? What habits do you have that are unhealthy that should change? I'm not saying go and change everything. You know, we really got to do a better job of doing our part. We really do. And the thing is, this kind of life exists here in the United States, too. I grew up kind of like this. Wasn't, you know, we had power 24-7, but our walls were thin. In the winter, we were cold. We only had one heat source, one for the entire rental apartment home thing look we can do better folks i'm not saying you have to change everything but i am encouraging you to consider the possibility that no matter how poor you think you are you have more than you need more than you need. Not more than you want, but more than you need. So today, my little tale of two trips, my encouragement to you is to really truly think about it, but don't just think about it. Figure out some way to do something different. Be more grateful about something or some things. Help others who have far less than you. That's what I want to leave you with today. I appreciate you listening to my tale of two stories, uh, two two trips. Uh, I, I hope this was helpful. I hope this has you thinking a little bit. And I hope you join us next time. Appreciate you. Have a great day. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. 
We appreciate our audience a lot. So we give you some simple ways to track us down. Please like, subscribe, and follow all the podcasts on different platforms. But you can also email us at healthyperspectives at protonmail.com. Or you can check out our website at healthy-perspectives.com slash podcast. It's a backward slash. So if you want to go to our landing page, if you go to healthy-perspectives.com, you'll still find us. You just got to click on the podcast button. Thank you so much.